First reading from Revelations 21, verses 1 to 16. The New Jerusalem. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Who will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Thanks be to God. Amen. John chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Thanks be to God. Today we've effectively had two readings from the book of Revelation, one right at the start and then the one that we uh, had in our service. Revelation is a a tough book, I think it's fair to say. Um, uh, I think you probably need at least three PhDs in theology to even remotely start approaching it in a sensible way. But what's interesting is that that second reading we had from Revelation is one of those that is typically part of a funeral service. And from our video that we had today, how many of funerals, unnecessary, unnecessarily early funerals, will that reading have had to have been read at? Because in that reading, we are hearing about God saying that there will be no more crying, no more tears that there will be no more need for grief because of how God actually intends the world to be, a place of healing and of justice, a hope of what should be. This is how God wants the world to be. And yet John, when he was writing, whichever John it was, when he was writing the book of Revelation, 
he knows that the world that he is living in is so far short of that which God would want the world to be. The Roman Empire was massively advancing, seeking more and more political and economic power. The oppression that the Roman Empire caused was was tantamount, and it was wiping out Christians left, right and centre as part of the process. The Romans demanded that their own emperors and traditional gods would be worshipped. Much like in our world today, there are so many other gods that seem to demand our worship. But John is saying that there is another way, another way of worshipping God. And those scenes, those vivid images throughout the book of Revelation are there to offer encouragement, but also to stir up the Christian community to challenge the powers would be, to challenge those who would suppress and destroy the kingdom of God. Those who seek injustice, tyranny, oppression, and the maintenance of millions and billions of people in poverty. John is offering that vision for the church to challenge all of those things to move to a world where every tear is wiped away. And so in both his vision in the throne room of Revelation 7 and in seeing this new heaven and new earth in Revelation 21, John is drawing our attention to God wiping away every tear from the eyes of those who have suffered. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Or see the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. I don't know what your vision of heaven is, but I think that's what John's vision of heaven is, of justice reigning here on earth itself. I remember when I was doing my training for ministry and... uh, Uh, we had to do a racism awareness course. And in the middle of that, um, uh, we heard one of the passages from Isaiah of the mountain of God where all the peoples of the nations gather together and live in harmony. And I remember one of the people I trained with said, oh, I'd never thought of heaven as being anything like that. I'd always imagined it as somewhere where everybody was naked. I don't know why she had that as her vision of heaven. And quite frankly, it's a really quite unattractive thought, really. Um, Personally, I'd much prefer a place where there is justice reigning and where we aren't having to witness videos like that that we had to witness this morning, despite the fact that that Judith, what a woman. I mean, an absolutely remarkable person. And the work that she is doing, she is directly saving lives on a daily basis. And she is to be applauded. But she is crying out for help. And I think it's about time that we, in the churches in the West, gave her a bit of backup, more than she's already getting at this precise moment. If any of you have ever read anything about the conflict in Sierra Leone that happened all those years back, and the, the, the intensity of the violence amongst the people there, 
and the knock-on impacts of that, that Sierra Leone has, has seemingly never had a chance beyond that. And that was witnessed with the Ebola crisis that happened just a few years back as well. It has never been able to get over the curve to support itself. Back in 1998, I don't know about any of you, but uh, I was um, was a a student with an acne problem at the time. Um, But um, I was one of those 70,000 people who went to Birmingham to form a chain around the G8 summit to ask them, in fact, no, not ask, demand justice. 70,000 of us were there to say that actually the poorest nations on earth were never ever going to get beyond that curve because of the fact of the, uh, the payment of the interest on the debts that they were having. Healthcare, massive crisis. No education for the children of the poorest countries of our world. No infrastructure at all. No chance for those nations to flourish. And Christian Aid and its partners demanded that justice at that precise moment. We should be here today saying that that was entirely successful as a campaign. But unfortunately, Christian Aid this year are yet again asking us to write to our politicians about the fact that there is still debt in some of those countries that are utterly blighted and they are not able to get beyond the curve and one of those countries is Sierra Leone. A vision where God wipes away every tear. The tears of Tenor who we saw in our video who mourns the death of her first baby will be wiped away in a nation where 10 women die every day in childbirth. John's vision in Revelation is that there will be no more death, there will be no more mourning. So just imagine a world where that is the case. Imagine a Sierra Leone where that might be the case. This vision of heaven asks us to look at life on earth in a new light. The heavenly visions of Revelation show us how God wants it to be. And that's why when we ask every time in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, we are joining with John in sharing that vision of heaven. Not only so that we can hope for the future, but so that we can be inspired by the vision of how God wants everything to be. In the foyer, as you go out, Christian Aid this year, they're asking for money. They always are. They need it. There is a lot of injustice and a lot of pain and suffering in the world. And I have to say, they're one of the most remarkable organisations at working with partners at the grassroots level to ensure that those communities start to have a chance. So please give a bit more money if you possibly can. But there is also a petition that we are being asked to sign this year to the Chancellor of the Exchequer about the fact that Sierra Leone, a country that when it was hit by the Ebola crisis, asked for money from the international community and is now being expected to pay back on those debts and pay back on the interest on those debts, which is meaning that there isn't sufficient money for grassroots medical care 
for women to make sure that their children are not dying and to make sure that they themselves aren't dying in childbirth. So we are being asked to write to the Chancellor of the Exchequer to say, please, can you work with the IMF to remove those debts, to actually ensure that there is a fighting chance? And please do sign that petition as part of what you are doing as your Christian activity this week. How do we respond to those stories of suffering and pain throughout the world? And at times it can feel overwhelming. But there are people at the front line who are doing this work and occasionally all they're asking is just for us to have their back a little bit, to provide a bit more money, so just a few more resources to help them. But also that we challenge the very systems of injustice that ensure that level of poverty. It is our Methodist responsibility, it is our our Christian duty to respond to those situations and to demonstrate our love for our global community. We as Christians are not called just to love our own little group of Methodists or even just those within our nation, but to offer our love for all of God's children. And so this week, let us pray for the work of Christian Aid, for its partners, and for those that it will be supporting, and give thanks for that organisation. And may the Holy Spirit inspire us to find new ways of service and of expressing our own compassion. May God work through us this week and forevermore. Amen.